0: some years ago when i was studying in the holy land i had the opportunity to visit mount tabor where we believe that the transfiguration happened so it was kind of like a break during our studies and we rented a car myself and some of my fellow uh, students and we drove there to mount tabor to visit the church of the transfiguration and honestly my biggest memory from this kind of trip to mount tabor was that i was lucky to escape with my life Because driving up the mountain is like a series of switchbacks, very, very tight. And most people take a taxi to the top. If they're not in a tour group, they kind of rent a taxi at the bottom. And the taxi drivers are just whipping around those uh, switchbacks, up and up and up. So I was kind of driving. We were praying pretty hard to make it to the top. A A couple close misses, right? But eventually, we made it to the top of Mount Tabor. And on the top there, there's a beautiful church that, like so many churches... In the Holy Land are run by the Franciscans and this church really overlooks an incredible view because Mount Tabor where it's located is kind of the biggest kind of outcropping or mountain in the midst of this great plain so when you're up there around the church looking around if it's a clear day anyway you can see for miles and miles all around and then when you enter the church it really is a magnificent church it's worth all the risk to get up there When you enter it, there's a beautiful mosaic that is above the altar that depicts the transfiguration. You can see on that mosaic Jesus, whose clothing has been transformed and is brilliant. And to the right and left of Jesus, you can see Moses and you can see Elijah. When I was there kind of in that church visiting, I kind of had this question. I thought to myself, why was it that Jesus was transfigured? What was the purpose of this? So, kind of just to have a bit of shock and awe for his disciples. The Transfiguration, when we see it, where it happens in the life of Jesus, was really meant to give hope to the followers of Christ. The Transfiguration happens at a very crucial juncture in the ministry of Jesus. Right after the Transfiguration, Jesus is going to begin his long journey towards Calvary, towards his passion and death and ultimate resurrection. Prior to the transfiguration, Jesus was exercising his ministry in Galilee, and although this ministry, of course, underwent some conflict, um, he had some adversaries, more or less, kind of things were going well. He was being accepted, he was gaining followers, but after the transfiguration, things seemed to go downhill. So the transfiguration happens at an important moment. It happens right before Jesus is going to begin suffering right before his followers will have to witness this. The transfiguration of Christ gives hope in various ways. And we see this kind of in the different people we see at the transfiguration. Beside Jesus, we see Moses and we see Elijah. And this is meant to convey to us that Jesus Christ fulfills the law, represented in the person of Moses, and Jesus Christ fulfills the prophets, represented in the person of Elijah, So we see that Jesus in his ministry is fulfilling God's plan of salvation history. He is kind of the ultimate end destination or goal. We saw as well in this story of the transfiguration that Jesus' followers want to make tents. And this didn't just have a pragmatic purpose, so they would have a place to stay away from the elements, but these tents are meant to remind us of the book of Exodus and Numbers as well. Directly after Moses gives the law, the people of Israel journey through the wilderness in tents, and God dwelt with them also in God's tent, in the desert sanctuary or tabernacle. So having the tents there, or, or the reference to the tents, is meant to remind us ultimately of this time in Israel's past, where God dwelt among the people in a very real and a very special way. One of the largest sort of symbols that we find in the Transfiguration is the clothing of Jesus. So we're told that the clothing of Jesus becomes dazzling, becomes glorious. And this, of course, is a preview to the resurrection when Jesus will appear in much the same way, where his clothes will become dazzling white. As well, throughout the entire Old Testament and into the New Testament, clothing or lack of clothing is an important symbol or image. We know that at the very beginning in the book of Genesis, especially the story we heard last Sunday, we saw that when Adam and Eve fell, when they sinned, when they transgressed God, they were found to be naked, so they were without clothes. Ultimately, with Jesus and his transfigured garments, Jesus Christ, the new Adam, is undoing the effects of the sin of the first Adam. Now Jesus is no longer naked, but appears with this dazzling clothes. Ultimately, then, the Transfiguration is a preview to the end of Christ's story. It's a preview to the Resurrection, and it's meant to give hope to Jesus' followers that as they're about to enter this difficult moment in their lives, this difficult moment in Christ's life, filled with suffering, they're meant to remember that in the end, everything will end well. That the death of Christ isn't the end of the story, but rather the Resurrection of Jesus is how it all ends that life, the resurrection, ultimately triumphs over evil and over death. So the transfiguration then was meant to give hope to Jesus' followers to help them pass through a difficult situation. In our lives as well, Jesus presents to us kind of mini transfiguration experiences to help us travel through difficult uh, difficult moments and moments of suffering. Kind of think of it this way. Uh, I used to enjoy hiking a lot more than I'm able to go now but on a lot of hikes maybe you've experienced this where it's a very steep hike and apparently there's a beautiful view at the end but you don't really know as you're kind of trudging through the forest you're surrounded with trees but often on a lot of these hikes there's sort of like a viewpoint halfway through right where kind of there's a clearing and you can look out and you get a sneak peek of what the view will be like at the top. And whenever I had something like that on a hike, I really liked it because it gave me courage. And I thought, okay, look, look how good the view is here already. The view must be spectacular on the top. So I kind of give myself encouragement to continue trudging to the top of that mountain. We experience kind of these mini transfiguration moments in our lives, these kind of views midway through that are meant to give us hope to continue traveling forward. For example, we might have a really moment of joy with our family and with our friends. And this can be kind of a foretaste of what we would expect uh, in the heavenly kingdom when we're surrounded with community, when we're surrounded with love. We might have another kind of mini transfiguration moment where we experience some peace in prayer, some peace or some joy when our life sort of makes sense. After that moment of prayer, things might get complicated again. But that moment of peace is sort of a foreshadowing to the end when all we will experience is peace and there's no more confusion. Or, for example, we might experience a moment in nature where we're overcome by the beauty and the grandeur of God. And this ultimately is a foretaste to the end when we get to see God face to face in all his goodness and all his love. We all, each of us, have these mini transfiguration moments in our life that are meant to give us hope for what lies ahead. They're kind of previews to what the end of the story for each of us will be. St. Ignatius of Loyola tells us that moments of prayer are moments that are alive. Experiences with God that we had in the past don't remain in the past. Because we experience God in them, there's something living and active. So St. Ignatius encourages us to return to these moments where we encountered God in prayer to remind ourselves of what that experience was like, so that we can derive greater fruit and blessing and grace from it, so that we can again be refreshed from that moment of grace that God gave us. So perhaps at this Mass, then, as we recall the transfiguration of Christ, we can call to mind a mini-transfiguration moment in our own life. It was one moment in my life where I experienced some peace and some joy. Try to remind ourselves of that moment here at Mass, and ultimately allow it to give us hope. Hope as we travel through this Lenten journey, that we know that it doesn't end only in death, but ultimately with resurrection, but also that it inspires hope in us with whatever we're going through in our life. If we're going through a time of difficulty or struggle, we can remind ourselves that that mini-transfiguration moment is a preview to the end, where all we will experience is joy, peace, and love.